Well, good morning. Welcome to Power Ups Ask, a health or fitness expert podcast, where we have a variety of guests that volunteer to share their love of health, fitness, products or services that are, of course, all good for us. A quick disclosure, this podcast will contain our opinions, tips, advice, and suggestions, but they're just ours, so take it or leave it. <laughs> My honorary <laughs> guest today is Jake Weeks, and we are here to talk about fructose. Are you ready to get down and dirty with fructose? I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I know that this topic came up in our last podcast last week. Um, you know, there was mention about having dehydrated fruit. Um, and I was like, oh, and I cringed. And you were like, oh, I hit a, I hit a button there. Um, for sure, I believe, um, I love dehydrated fruit. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I love mango, dehydrated mango, um, apricots. Um, however, you know, part of the reason why I cringe is the fructose issue. Um, the other issue is, is I have an underactive thyroid. And so when you're talking about a dehydrated fruit, um, there is uh, a risk of mold spores. And when you have mold spores, it is not good for an underactive thyroid. So that's actually really the reason why I cringed. Um, also, not to mention high fructose foods, um, such as dehydrated fruit, which in fact, I actually did a little research. Um, dehydrated fruit has 27% fructose levels, which is exceeds, well, actually it's just under honey. Honey has a 40% fructose content. So um, you know, dehydrated fruit, you know, if you look at an apple and you slice it up and dehydrate it, it ends up being a very, very tiny little amount. Um, so consuming just one apple would be really hard to do. So granted, it'll have all the fiber and all the, you know, wonderful uh, vitamins that we need in that dehydrated fruit. The quantity more often than not will probably be really bombarding on um, the liver. So that's kind of, you know, in a nutshell, but I'd love to have a conversation with your take on it, what research you you follow and, and how you feel about fructose. Uh, that's interesting that you said it, it only has 27%. How does that compare to like fruit that still has the moisture? And I wonder, I, I, for me, first of all, I was comparing it to candy. So for me, it's a huge improvement. <laughs> and I was recommending it for people who have a sweet tooth that are trying to like find a healthier alternative. Um, clearly like fruit with the moisture would be better than dehydrated fruit in large part because you would have less volume probably on average because that water would fill you up instead of like you said, an apple, if it was dehydrated, it'd be pretty small. Um, I do think that just on net, the best things you can eat like on a regular basis are vegetables followed by seeds, nuts, and fruits in some order, you know? So if I was only going to tell someone to eat three or four different things, fruits would be on the list. Yeah. Now they do have higher sugar content. So I would definitely choose like vegetables or something without as much sugar as a better single item. But because of like all the micronutrients, the phytochemicals, things that get discounted, I think, when people are so concerned with just basically calories and maybe proteins and carbs, that's why it's so important. You know, you don't want to just be dependent on like multivitamins and having to like piecemeal all your nutrients together when you got things like 
fruits and, and vegetables that have so much of everything you need right there. As far as fructose goes, that's interesting. It's, it's something that has to be processed by the liver. It doesn't cause like insulin to spike necessarily because it is processed by the liver. So it's pretty interesting. It can be pretty tough on the liver from what I understand, especially fruit juice because there's such a high concentration of fructose. What I also understand is that fructose, when it's still in the fiber form, stays within those cells. And so it gets released in a much slower way. So you don't have that spike of sugar into the blood as the liver's releasing it. <laughs> um, so on average, fruit with the, a whole fruit with the fiber is, is pretty dang good for you. Fruit juice, on the other hand, can, cannot be very good for you at all. In fact, I think it can be pretty detrimental and I wouldn't recommend it anybody that they drink fruit juice, honestly, unless they're just using it as a transition to switch from alcohol or soda to something healthier and then ultimately off to water or something or, or black coffee if they're doing it for energies reasons or something. But so much better would be to just eat that piece of fruit just so you don't have the spike in insulin and you get all those extra nutrients that come from the fiber itself. Um, I, I think I should eat more, more fruit that's whole and, and in its natural state with the moisture. But for me, I think eating the dried fruit is actually a significant improvement over what I was eating before. And at least I'm getting some of those fruit nutrients because I don't really eat a lot of moist fruit regularly. Do, do you, I mean, do you eat? Actually, I made several trips to, um, Green Bluff this summer or actually later in the summer. And, and my choice would be berries, hands down, because berries have the highest amount of micronutrients and fiber um, and keeping that uh, sugar level lower. Um, so that would be my choice, hands down, is in the natural form, actually picking it at uh, you know farms that are local, so if possible, or in the wild. Um, but be careful not to get the poisonous ones. Um, I do know that um, anybody that's looking to lose weight probably should have fruit in their diet, but it needs to be lower. And I would definitely say berries, stick to berries and berries only. Um, anybody that has high cholesterol, I would avoid fructose um, because it actually does uh, raise your cholesterol levels. Anyone with high blood pressure, um, I would also encourage them to be cautious about fructose because um, it does increase your uric acid, which then increases your blood pressure. Um, it does have some scientific, now it's, it's controversial, but some of them are saying that it does have, um, create insulin resistance if there's a lot of fructose in your diet. Um, and it also, fructose does not suppress your appetite as much as a glucose, so it could promote eating more. Um, and I found what was interesting is fruit, fruit juice is 7.4% fructose. Soda is 5.8. Dried food, fruit is 27%. And actual fruit is 6.4%. So I wonder if that's on weight or... I, I, I wonder if it is because I was reading something like that too, but I didn't understand how taking moisture out would add more sugar. It must just be by a weight thing. It has um, to be. Apple pie is 4.6%. That's a, interesting. A and then I know a lot of the dried fruits add sugars, but yeah, go ahead. The Whopper, please tell Whopper me. Whopper is 1.7%. Sauces is 2.3%. Salad dressing is 12.5%. So Especially my, now because a lot of them are high fructose corn syrup. If you look at most salad dressing labels, that's the first ingredient on there. And, you know, since we're talking about high fructose corn syrup, like 
corn mm. syrup isn't necessarily bad. Fructose isn't necessarily bad. Like they just add fructose to the corn syrup to make it extra fructose. None of these things are inherently bad in and of themselves. It's just the quantity we eat them in and the frequency and the fact that our bodies are constantly firing off insulin or producing the hormone insulin to get all that sugars and, and byproducts out of our systems in which develops insulin resistance and, and just listening to what Catherine's talking about, you know, that was really interesting about the, all the different things that have fructose in it. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. we add it to so many things just as a little sweetener, you know, when it's having these negative health effects. Yeah. When people eat a diet that's high in calories and high in fructose, the liver gets overloaded and starts turning the fructose into fat. And I was just talking to Catherine before we came on about a friend of mine who just developed some liver and pancreatic issues and he drank alcohol with orange juice was his main drink, you know, and I just wonder if the combination of those two really contributed to that. It's pretty interesting stuff. I have, my sister drinks a lot of fruit juice. My, the rest of my family does. I've been really trying to teach them about this stuff. I didn't even know until about a year ago when I was drinking a bunch of fruit juice, thinking it was an easy way for me to get all my micronutrients. And I didn't feel good. Like I could feel my energy levels fluctuating more than I was used to. So I did some research and it really took me down this rabbit hole of the insulin resistance and yep. these things that are sort of nebulous terms, you know, become, really apparent in how they all work together, you know, and how diabetes and insulin resistance and the sugars and all, and, and fats too are all related and, and, and cause what yeah. is the foundation for so many health problems in America. Go ahead. Yeah. There's, um, whenever you hear that somebody has fatty liver, it's automatic reaction to think, Oh, they drink a lot. But the reality is, is, is more often than not, it's the overconsumption of fructose and a diet that's, you know, poor and high in fat. So, and it's um, not just fruit or fruit juice. It's the high fructose corn syrup is in the salad dressings, the ketchups and most of the sauces, most of the condiments, you know, they're coming back around and they're realizing people don't want that. And now they'll advertise as natural and you can now pick up a ketchup bottle that might actually say tomato something first, but for a while there for years, literally you'd have to scour the shelf to find something that didn't in a salad dressing too. Same thing. It, it's pretty crazy. We do consume a lot of fructose more than we know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you had pointed it out, you know, being really in tune with your body and listening to your body and knowing what it feels like when you have these spikes and, and drops in your blood sugar. It's just, it's so important to know what causes that. And everybody's body's different, but you know, blood sugar imbalances have been described as adding fuel to the fire for autoimmune and thyroid disease. So that's why it's really important to me to, and I also know for my own body, if I keep my blood sugars really consistent throughout the day, it keeps me in the fat burning zone or anabolic. So I know that my body is not adding on body fat. I'm keeping a lean body mass. I feel good. I have more energy throughout the day really understanding how your body works and what foods are good for it. Um, And you're right, you nailed it. Having more vegetables, having more fiber, having protein, you know, quality foods in your diet is really, really important. And in berries, I have, I eat berries every single day. Like I said, I went up there and I, every trip to green bluff, I'd have gallons of blueberries. So um, yeah, it's just, it's really good for us to have, have a variety of foods in our diet and really understanding um, everything that, you know, we put in our body really needs to be thought of as, is fuel. Um, you know, yeah, I'm a foodie. I love great food, high quality food, um, and enjoy, you know, having a nice meal out, but I rarely eat out. I love being at home and, and cooking and preparing my own foods and knowing exactly what all is going into it because you're right. You go to a lot of restaurants and they add, um, salts and sugar and a bunch of, 
you know, vegetable oils and this and that, you know, to make that food taste good. But it's, it's actually, it's a chemical reaction in your brain that says, oh, this is really good and I want more and you end up eating way too much. So then your portions are way off. But um, there's just a lot that goes into, you know, understanding our body and, and food and, and knowing now we can sit on the couch and grab our phone and order up Uber Eats and have 3,000 calories delivered to our door in a matter of minutes where really our bodies are designed to walk 5, 10, 20 miles and forage for food. Um, and we're not doing that, you know, we're maybe getting 500 to a thousand steps a day. And that's just, it's really not good with that $3,000 in one meal or 3000 calories in one meal. It's just, it's, it's, we're, we really need to understand, um, our health and really embrace the fact that we want to live a long, healthy life. And um, doing so is, is taking care of our body and getting educated. I posted in Facebook this week about, you know, what is your personal perspective on obesity in the U.S.? What's causing it? And I was shocked. Most people blamed food. And, you know, to a certain extent, it is. But really, it's a personal choice. It's really landing on the fact that, one, get educated, learn what your body, how your body functions, go to the doctor, get blood work done, find out about your hormones, find out about, is, is my body functioning optimally? If not, get those things resolved, fix those things, and then learning what foods really work with your body. Do you have food intolerances? Well, great, then avoid those foods, right? I know they might be the yummiest foods, that, you know, like for me, um, I do have a uh, lactose intolerance. Um, so I have to stay away from dairy. Now, do I stay away from it? Totally? No. But I know when I consume dairy, my body reacts, like I can feel it, my skin reacts, I get a breakout, all these different things. But I just I know I have choices every single day to eat right. And I'm informed. I'm not my head's not in the sand. I know how my body reacts, functions, I listen to it. I'm intuitive. Just like you were saying, you know, you're like, oh, I feel my blood sugar's off, you know? And then what have I consumed? What have I done to create that? Um, so I love that we're having this conversation and, and we're in alignment on it as well. Um, it's great. I, I want to piggyback off a couple of things that you said there. They, they really have been linking this insulin resistance to so many things, including I saw something where they're linking it to cancer and inflammation and they've been really trying to figure out like ways to explain all the different health issues that might arise in the most simplest ways possible and try to like synthesize all these different things that cause all these problems and one of the things they talk about over and over is insulin resistance and you have to stop <laughs> drinking fruit juice drinking sugars you have to start thinking about your insulin levels if you want to have a long and healthy life i really think it's important for everyone not just diabetics to focus on insulin everybody yeah. and the things that cause insulin to spike especially are high glycemic foods mm -hmm. sugars and fructose again fruit does not have that same effect fruit is good for you you can overeat fruit especially dried fruit but it's really tough to do yeah. You can certainly over drink fruit juice, like any amount mm -hmm. over zero for most people <laughs> is too much. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, these are the little things that you can do to really change your life and, the, and your chance of living a long and healthy life. I would just start there. If you're wondering about your fruit consumption, cut out the fruit juice, eat more fruit, unless for some reason you're really gorging too much. And that'll probably take, help, help you a lot. 
And as Catherine was saying, the other thing I want to piggyback off is it's not fruit's fault. It's not food's fault. It's, it's, it's not your thyroid's fault or your hormones fault. Ultimately it's your choices. Your choices determine how healthy you will be. You might have a little bit tougher time than others based on your history or your genetics, but if you eat well and if you exercise, you can and will get in shape. Right. Yeah. With my blood work and what I know about my body and my genetics is I'm predisposed for diabetes, but I don't have it. I control my blood sugars. I understand them very well. I understand how my body functions and what it needs to avoid um, being a type two diabetic. I also am predisposed for um, underactive thyroid. I am on a mild uh, natural form thyroid medication, but it's really, really mild and really don't see much effect. But um, I also have um, predisposed for um, Alzheimer's and, you know, I could live out my entire life as long as I maintain a healthy lifestyle and eating the right foods, eating fish every week and um, the right supplements um, and engaging my brain and keep going and keep that brain really fine tuned. I can avoid all the, the actual symptoms from showing up. Um, but I do believe that we need to, you know, get informed, really start going to the doctor twice a year at least, um, because a lot of things transpire in our bodies and we don't even feel it. Like, you know, things will creep up, you know, fatty liver or all these different things. I even known somebody that was in renal failure and had no idea until, you know, basically they were facing death. So um, a lot of these things can be breaking down in our body and we're just ignoring it, you know, having that drink every night or eating that crappy food or not working out and not realizing that our organs are just trash on the inside. Yeah. You know, we, so I even know people that look healthy, they appear to be healthy, but they actually go to the doctor finally and they realize that they have some major medical stuff going on. So, um, I just really think it's important to be informed. Yeah. And as my friend who was diagnosed recently, you know, inspires me to just take care of yourself, make yeah. those decisions on a, on a daily basis that will help you have a longer, healthier life where you get the chance to play with your grandkids and have the energy and the mobility and, and, and try to be self-disciplined. Don't give in to just what's best for your present self having fun, you know, think about your future self and what that would person would want to for God's sake, don't drink any more fruit juice. Okay. And Great if you're drinking alcohol, don't make it your main drink, you know, instead of vodka, OJ, let's switch to vodka soda or something. Seriously. Something. Yeah. Okay. But Little baby steps. <laughs> baby steps. And I believe that physical activity is really important and that's where you specialize. And so how would somebody get in touch with you to start some sort of physical regimen? Um, how do they get a hold of you? fit and happy club.com. Get my phone number, call me two free sessions. I do specialize in the physical aspect, but I can definitely help you with the dietary aspect and any kind of psychological barriers that might be, you know, keeping you from being as self-disciplined as you want something we all struggle with. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I know that some, I've done some really deep diving this past couple of years and realized that some of those things from my childhood are, you know, really pop up with all kinds of things in my life. And I'm like, wow, that's really, really bizarre. But um, if you can identify that and find ways to move through it and um, you know, you can do anything, you can excel at anything in this world. Mm -hmm. So, well, great. This has been a fun conversation, Jake until next time. Thanks Catherine. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Stay healthy. Yeah, you too. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.